The role-playing hour. Sometimes it's written by Wendy. Here you go, DM. What are these pages? Is it a gift? Is it a book? Is it the book of love? Uh, no. Okay, let's see. DM. D a script. And I have my own character description. That should be interesting. Character name is blank. Uh huh. Character occupation is. Blank, right, so a chance to create my own character. I'm familiar with how to do that. I have a pencil and a 20-sided die. Character traits, blank. Characters, gender, blank. Wendy, none of these characters labelled 1 to 11 have any descriptions at all next to them. I got writer's block. Generally, the idea of a script revolves around pivotal characters that make and shape a story with internal conflicts and super objectives. How have you managed to write a 40-page script without keeping in mind any form of characterization. Jim, please. Basically, you know how I never got into the arty art school of arts? Well, I did, but then I was too lazy and stopped going and now I have to apply again. But this year, the best entries of a series of short dramatic films gets a scholarship and a scholarship means money, even if I don't go to all my classes. I want to say no, but... Seeing as I have sexually harassed a certain someone more excessively than usual, and I could do with someone in the house having money that I could borrow, and I'm reading a script that Wendy herself has prepared, and keeping in mind the amusement I feel at that, Wendy, why the heck not? Wendy, why would you even want to go back to that school after the entry board humiliated you last time? Isn't it just easier to accept that your only talent lies in your bubble art? I just can't forget. Tapa 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 First, we need a production meeting to get to know each other before the process of filming. I'll start by calling attendance, Jim. What? We all know each other. We currently live together. We all just watched a marathon of Doctor Who. And we all just heard you ask, since when did Daniel Radcliffe get so hot? Is the DM here? I would just like to say, Doctor Who is a time lord and not a wizard, uh, and he's also not human. And yes, whoever that Daniel Radcliffe is, he is hot. Nancy should be here shortly. She'll be one of the leading ladies, other than myself, of course. She's one of my best friends from primary school. Why haven't we ever met her before? After a year seven graduation, she ran away with a boy named Gary Spink. He was this heartthrob of a year. There they were, 12 years old and in love. Their quest of love was driven by the fact that both their parents were at war with one another and a romantic connection between these two young people was very much frowned upon regardless. They desired to pursue their adoration for each other. Hmm, this sounds a little Romeo and Juliet-esque. Well, it just so happened that our final unit at school was studying Shakespeare and conveniently Romeo and Juliet. At age 12. We studied the Little Learners edition. Our version was all in regular English and Romeo was a fox and Juliet was a chicken. But the premise was the same. 
So amidst all this study, they felt inspired by that story and this inevitably led them to replicate it? The interesting part is their families didn't hate each other. To begin with, Nancy and Gary crafted the hate through trickery and lies, ultimately creating their own R&J universe for themselves. All right, all right. But so, okay, that was when you were 12, but we've gone off tangent. Why haven't we met your friend? Right, well, they ran away, far, far away, for many, many, many years. And? I don't know, I I bumped into Nancy just the other day and it appears they're no longer together. Alternating ending, perhaps? Juliet couldn't summon the courage to shoot herself. Good on her, I say. Wait, Juliet shoot herself? Yeah. Which version did you read, Jim? The one where Juliet shoots herself? <sighs> Jim... Jim! Jim! I cried so much when she shot herself. Wendy, when Nancy is your friend, can you just ask her what happened? It's been years since I've seen her. It's too soon to ask her about the intricate details that led to the downfall of their relationship. It was probably tragic and also kind of I don't care. Or maybe he farted in front of her and he over-trusted the outcome of doing so. I totally agree with that being one of the reasons she left him. It's unbelievable how people get so comfortable in relationships these days and can't hold their own gases in for whatever reason. Mm. Make an excuse, walk to another room, fight in open spaces or while walking in a supermarket where there's plenty of air and others to raise suspicion. Well, Cuthbert never seemed to mind. You know, this is all very interesting, and at the same time, I want to leave the room, but I think we're getting off topic about Wendy's potentially hot, potentially single friend, you know, and and her imminent arrival. If she's coming over, I want to look good. I'd better polish my bald spot. (laughs) And spray myself with two cans of Axe. Oh, yes. I am the alpha nerd. All the ladies love me. I'd be driving by with my chainmail and my comic collection. Well, I can't drive and I don't have a car. Catching the bus, by. Whatever you do, don't say anything about me telling you her story. Well, she'll probably tell us anyway. And that's fine. But just let her in her own time. Oh, God. Now that you've told me, I don't know what other conversation I'll be able to make with her. Wendy. Oh, that might be Nancy! Oh, no, 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 I'm not ready for this. DM, please don't make this awkward. Why are you making this awkward? I don't know, I just, you know, I woke up at my usual time. I cracked open my wank sock and threw it on the floor, put on my Batman slippers and flash robe, brewed my morning coffee, peeked through Wendy's door, and that was a normal morning. And now all of a sudden, I'm doing a favor for Wendy and her potentially hot friend. No, 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 no. It was so normal, now it's not. I'm having an anxiety. I'm having an anxiety. Hello, DM. Jim. I heard so much about you. Oh, Wendy, darling, oh, I've missed you. Mwah. Nancy, I'm so glad you can make it. You can take your things and put them in my room. Nancy will be staying here the duration of the film. Hope you don't mind. I'm so excited to get started on this project, Wendy. You know how hard it is to get into drama after, well, you know the story. I sure do. This is what I was talking about, guys. <laughs> Okay, everyone, very exciting news. I have all your character descriptions with me. DM, meet your better half, Brock. I, I, I thought we were writing our own character descriptions. I, I wrote a 19-page introduction monologue. I had crafted some 
particularly piquant self-loathing, which I'm sure everyone wanted to hear about. Where is Jim? 19 pages, really. Oh, and Nancy, you will play Lydia. We only have one month to get four mini-episodes done before I have to submit it to the Arty Art School of Art. Rehearsals will commence after work every day from 7 until I see fit. Production meeting dismissed. And I'll see you all at 7pm sharp tomorrow evening. Well, I'm off to bed now, if that's the case, so I can study my lines before sleep. Thanks again for providing me with such accommodation. Good night. Don't be afraid to ask for anything in the night. Just yell out or even just sort of groan really softly and uh, just come and check on you during the night, you know. And, well, maybe I won't hear you groaning softly. I'll just come to your room anyway during the night and open your door and check on you just in case you groan and I don't hear it from my room. Where is Jim? He hasn't been here the entire time. Yes, he was. I was just handing notes on acting for camera and the latest issues of Soap Digest. That was a statue of Jesus on a cross. It's really dark in here. It's not that dark. (laughs) You must be able to find somewhere else to film. We've never used the basement before. I don't think anyone in this block of flats uses a basement. I think health officials said it was so dank that anyone who went down there ran the risk of contracting Ross River virus. That's what all those signs saying warning and seals saying health hazard you tore off the door meant. Wendy, could you knock? Jim, I've been meaning to bring this up with you for a while, but the character I want you to play, well, he's Marcelo. I see Marcelo as, how do I put this? Slightly better looking than you are, but you're my last resort. What are you talking about? I'm the most attractive person that's ever been in this house. I'm a chiseled masterpiece compared to the DM. That's the thing, Jim. Compared to the DM. We know why you keep the DM around, Jim. We know. I actually went to the zoo with the DM last Thursday, and you know that there was an elephant rape, and I'm talking actual rape of a zookeeper, and even adults holding their own children as the DM and I walked by turned so they could avoid eye contact with him and force their children to look in the direction of the rape. You went to the zoo without me? Anyway, I also imagine Marcelo as being a lot tanner and skinnier. I bought you some aerobics videos and tutorials to help you start your journey. Wendy, what are you implying? Nothing, nothing. It's just that the camera I heard adds weight. The M should be fine because he already has this scrawny skeleton arm thing going on and I bought him a wig for his bald spot. Although it slid off because of the polish, we'll need to compromise for our characters. Get out of my room. Okay, but don't forget to pick up your copies of Soap Digest to study they're downstairs in the basement on Jesus. This is Adrian Edmondson from The Bad Shepherds. I hate the role-playing hour. What ridiculous voices. This is John Leeson. And I hate the role-playing hour because if there's a bit of gaffer tape on the floor, it gets stuck and then the guy with the remote control has to go in and push it. And when it gets too close to the cameras, they go fuzzy. And one time, one time, you know, it stopped moving completely and smoke started coming out. Look, there must be an easier way of entertaining people, really. Jim? Hey, Jim? What do you want? It's past midnight. I have to get up early. I know. I know you'll have busy lives, but I just couldn't get to sleep after reading Wendy's first episode of The Seconds Tick By Like Minutes. It makes no sense! Look here! Ian knows that there is something between Brock and Lydia, 
but isn't sure yet if he wants to stay with her or maybe if he's decided to remain gay. Yeah, I honestly can't say I've read a word of it, but from what others tell me, and certainly not from personal experience, all soaps have over-the-top ridiculous plots that continue forever with no sense of the proper passage of time. And if you don't see someone for a while, even after 10 years have gone by, you can be sure that the same characters will be right where you left them last, making a coffee. Oh, but Jim, she used there incorrectly, changing it to T-H-E-I-R when she meant there is a man, and she's hyphenated everything, and she spelled our... A-R-E, and she didn't even proofread like once before handing the script out to us, and proofreading's just a basic politeness, and she spelled Ian as E-A-N. What did you expect? Do you want to tell me what's actually bothering you? Jim, Jim acting is just so degrading. I mean, it's basically for, you know, unintelligent people who have no other way of contributing to the world. And they become sort of puppets for more intelligent creators. They're just standing there for audiences to judge and ogle them, yet somehow they call it art? Look, DM, I'm really tired right now. Wendy's making me do eight hours of cardio a day, which of course I don't think I need. But if I have to be on the small screen, I want to look my best. And I suggest you try and relax. It's not as if you're the main character. You're right, Jim. I'm... I'm being so silly. What, what do I even care about how this soap turns out? Good night, Jim. Good night, DM. Good night, Jim. DM. Good night, Jim. Get out! Jim? Nancy? I know this might be strange, because we barely know each other, you know, and I don't think I could... Can I sleep with you tonight? Wendy has severe sleep paralysis and she shakes the bed violently while she struggles in a nightmare realm. She also has this creepy murmur that I think may be her calling out to me, but it just sounds like... Nah. Her alarm is set for every 15 minutes, so she can wake herself up before the night terror sees her and drink her innocent soul. I can't get any shut-eye there, so can I please sleep in here? <sighs> Fine, but on the floor... No, not that part of the floor. The non-carpeted part. Jeez. Today marks an historical occasion with day one of rehearsals of seconds tick by like minutes. Now, I don't expect everyone to have learned every line yet, so the scripts in hand thing for the moment should be fine. We only got them last night, and it's 45 pages an episode. Okay, so let's see. Hmm, we will start with episode three, scene seven, which is the Brock and Lydia scene. Action! Brock. Hey, Brock. Lydia, is that you? Can I not see her or is that just a rhetorical question? Rhetorical! Feel free to improvise. I just can't stand being away from you. Ian has said he doesn't know a thing, but Brock, when I look into his eyes, I can just tell untrustworthy eyes yes the worst kind there are the moody eyes angry eyes rapey eyes seductive eyes rodenty eyes um you still have to read from the script dm look lydia i i i don't want you going back to that house with him just just take my hand and you will be safe cut 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 okay I'm not getting any of what the two of you are saying. I sense that neither of you are comfortable yet with each other. So we shall do an exercise. One of my drama teachers taught me in Sydney theatre. Okay, mm. 
DM Nancy. I want you both to come up with three facts about yourselves and only two of them are true. The other person must then guess which one of these three is false. Nancy, would you like to start? Sure. One, I'm currently single. Two, I fall in love too easily. Or three, I have a crush on someone in this room. Um, one? (laughs) Nope. DM? Uh, one, I masturbate regularly to profile pictures on Facebook. Uh, two, I have created or been a part of 887 games of Dungeons and Dragons. And thirdly, is it the third one we make up? Good. Now we take a lunch break and start filming some of this. Uh... All right, the camera is all charged and ready to go. Everyone in position, please. Lights. Camera. Action. Please, I wanted to tell you that it wasn't me. I wanted to walk right out of that coma and stop it all from unfolding the way it did, but I couldn't. You see, you see these hospital wrist tags around my wrists. Look at them. I, legit, could not make my way to you. You know how hard it is for a man just out of a coma to walk somewhere? After six months with no physical movement, I had to pick up my legs, hold them in a ball, and then slowly roll down the sheets off my bed. I had to drag myself across the floor like a centipede, getting carpet burn on my elbows as I planted them, then pulled, planted, and then pulled. My butt was exposed in my gown, so you know... You maybe should have visited me in the hospital. But no, you decided that moving on was easier. You just thought, oh, oh, my boyfriend has been placed in intensive care. I wonder what a polite amount of time is before I begin pursuing a new relationship. Well, the answer is this long, Lydia. This long. That's the man I wanted to see. Well, this is me. This is the man right here in front of you. I know. I know I was five minutes late to our romantic secret meeting at which we planned to elope. But if I could go back, I would have been five minutes early. Oh, Brock, it wasn't your fault. You were five minutes late. It was the watch that Ian caught me. It was five minutes fast. Don't you see? He planned this right from the beginning. I only found out last night. Ava went into the horologist to make sure that it wasn't a faulty watch. But it wasn't, Brock. My God, it wasn't. Oh, he thinks he's won. But let me tell you, this battle hasn't even begun. And this time... I'm coming five minutes early. Cut! That was amazing! Let me see my footage again from earlier. Jim, for the last time, you don't look good on film. Some people look good in real life, but it doesn't necessarily come across well in photos or film or sometimes in real life. This is a mistake. That film has been tampered with. Maybe it's the way you're holding the camera. Give it to me! No! Uh, 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 uh. 
You could have broken it. <gasps> what? Shit. It was just a close-up of your face. Hey. Okay, and now it's time for my scene. Hmm. Who will operate the camera? Didn't think about this. What if I... <laughs> You just wedge the camera between two of the couches that are only knee height, and it's it's still sliding down further. Well, we'll just have to do this scene on our knees then. Oh, okay, hurry up. We don't have much time before it slides all the way down. Oh, cool, action and action! Lydia, there was something I wanted to ask you, and I think we should both lay on the ground and face the couches while I do it. Good idea, Brock. I feel so much more comfortable in this position. Not so fast, Penelope. Lydia. Brock Marcello. Penelope. I mean, Brock Marcello. Penelope. P- P- Bro- uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm back, and I bet you never thought you would see me again. Don't be fooled. The fire didn't kill me, and by the look on your face, you're not particularly glad I'm back, are you, sister? Ha-ha! And yes, Brock. I have teamed up with your former lover and current lover's twin sister to take you two down. We're not together. What are you talking about? Ah, stop the games. We may not have actual incriminating proof, but you two will slip up. And as soon as you do, Ian will be the first one to know. Brock, that was too close. We can't do this anymore. Don't you Dare walk away from me? You look at me and tell me you don't love me. I'm I'm pregnant. Will you marry me? And to think, I wrote that. This is Jonathan Frakes, and I hate the role-playing hour so much that whenever I hear it, I want to eject my warp core. This is Len Swings, and I hate the role-playing hour because they mostly come out at night. Mostly. Where are you going, DM? Lydia, I mean, Nancy and I are going to the movies and then to a late dinner to discuss how we feel development with our characters is going. Why? Well, look, Jim, we would have invited you, but to be brutally honest, your character isn't that vital to the epic that is seconds tick by like minutes. 
Brock is in almost every scene, and uh, Lydia and his relationship <laughs> drives the whole show. I think it's going to be so great. At first I was nervous about how I looked standing next to someone like yourself, but somehow I think that brings out the audience's sympathy, you know? I have to be honest with myself. I never thought I'd be acting with so much, you know, pretension and self-gratification. Classifying actors as artists when all they do is portray day-to-day ordinary actions to words that weren't even written by them. But since I started acting, I have discovered that actors are the greatest human beings alive. Better than nurses. Well, not better than uh, sexy Halloween nurses. Better than Ebola doctors. Better than saints. I actually watched an episode of Inside the Actor's Studio. (laughs) Jim Carrey was a guest. After one of his 30-second scenes finished playing on the projector, everyone applauded, and Jim Carrey got excited and started pulling his Grinch face, and one of the audience members scribbled down his gesture, you know, so he could refer back at a later time when he himself was having problems and was struggling with his dramatic acting. You're right. It can seem a little silly, but I just love the feeling of being close to your co-stars, of being in the moment, Mm. of real chemistry. Mm. I think we have that. We... uh... We we, we we do we we do we do we might I'm not ugly what are they talking about I'll just log on to my Snapchat and send some beard shots and wait for the complimentary replies from my fellow comrades that'll lift my spirits let's see who can I send this to boob shield milkstorm captain pork word fag the ripper and film And now to just sit back and wait for the replies. Hey, Jim! Wendy, can you please start knocking while I'm in the bathroom? Beard selfies again. Yes, maybe. Why does it matter to you? We have been filming seconds tick by like minutes for over two weeks now, and I haven't seen you Snapchat, Instagram, or even tweet anything from set. I'm sorry if you find it offensive, but since starting the show, I haven't felt like myself or felt really attractive. Nonsense. Let's take a selfie together now. All right, get in close. Wendy, no, I'm shirtless and you're for some reason in a bra. Cheese. Wendy, get out. Oh, that's cute. Your t- your towel kind of fell off, but I can Photoshop that out. Don't worry. Usually that usually that unicorn finger puppet isn't on there. I have a I have a thing. I'm getting in character. Marcelo seemed like the kind of guy who would have a unicorn finger puppet on his penis. Method. Bye now. Meanwhile, I might go on Tinder and swipe right on everyone. Some poor soul is sure to swipe right back and then I can reject him. That'll be good for my self-worth. Swipe right, swipe right, swipe right. Why is no one swiping right back? (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, where did you go? Oh, nowhere. Just to dinner to discuss tomorrow's scenes. Why is that so funny? Wendy, darling, darling, could you please just give us some adult privacy this evening? We have to further discuss the show. We just don't want any distractions when we run our lines. None at all! Whatever. You guys are being weird now. Wendy, for Christ's sake! Jim, I feel like I'm losing control of my own soap. The DM all of a sudden thinks that he's this giant heartthrob just because in our basement he filmed lines that I wrote. Me! The smart and creative one. The person who has made his character come to life and who gave him his magnetic personality. And Nancy's being so distant with me. Yeah, so sad. I guess we could sit here and wallow in our sorrows or 
play FIFA and get drunk together? That doesn't sound like anything we would do. Let's do it! Welcome all today. I don't know any more about seconds tick by like minutes. I'm starting to run out of ideas. Being creative week after week, it really takes it out of you. You guys, you just are simple actors. You wouldn't understand. So we're going to get straight into it with the second to last episode of the series. Ready and action! Brock, I never expected to get into bed with you. Well, you are pregnant with my baby, so I guess it's too late now. On the plus side, we don't have to use a condom. Coffee? You know me so well. <laughs> Who could be that? Oh, what a surprise. Marcelo, why didn't you call before coming round? Well... I don't have a telephone. What are you doing here, Marcelo? Looking for a telephone. It's not here. You won't find one, so leave this instant. Here it is. A telephone. You... you lied to me. Sweet Lydia, your life is about to change, and you don't even know it. No warning has been provided to you, so this plan should be a surprise. A surprise it shall be. You were right. Brock and Lydia slept together last night. Are you sure? How could you tell? They had pink rosy cheeks and stunk like B.O., and they were naked in bed. Burns to think of her smiling, and what she doing to Ian is disgusting. Well, we can either sit here complaining about it, or we can do something about it. What do you suppose we do, Marcelo? We can all just sit around and watch you carb your sorrows away, but seriously, you used to be so much slimmer and tighter, Marcelo. I want to crash this wedding anonymously. I don't want anyone to suspect us. I can't believe she didn't invite me, let alone the fact I found out about this wedding through outside sources. Yes, wedding. I must have missed the scene where we found out about that. But yes, tell me, how do you plan on bringing this wedding down? And why anonymously don't you want to be there to see it? I do. You know what I think? Rather than tell Ian what's happening, we should secretly send him an invitation to the wedding. Yes, but schedule his arrival for just as they're in the process of saying, I do. Can you imagine? Seriously, how intense is that 
five to ten second window when the bride is contemplating her life with the person. Women are such devils. Right. But how do we get Ian to attend? He isn't going to go to a random wedding, and he obviously can't be aware of what Lydia is doing, or it will ruin the big surprise. Hmm. You're right. I don't think there's any way of doing this other than to be slightly more involved. If I have to break anonymity for this, so be it. Okay, so that anonymity requirement didn't last long. Not sure why that bit was in there except for padding. Shh, it's a soap opera, Jim. Stick to your lines. I think breaking anonymity is the only way. But I am with you, come hell or high water. (laughs) You're on the right side, Marcelo. We will be seeing you, Lydia. (laughs) At the wedding. To be more specific. (laughs) Cut! Just one more day until the final. It's going to be like no other. Kiri's right, and stop holding the boom to my face, you jerk. Oh, sorry. Will the sound guy get fired? Oh, won't he? Is that cut, sound guy? Listeners. Wendy is running out of ideas for her soap opera, Seconds Tick By Like Minutes, but she needs some extra padding before the big wedding finale. Why don't you call in and suggest a soap opera scene we might act out? My character really needs more lines. Also, I can't wait to see who Ian is. Anyway, suggest a scene by dialing in on 83135000, or you can write on the Facebook wall. The address is www.facebook.com slash theroleplayinghour. You are listening to Nancy as Lydia, Wendy as Penelope, and the writer and director of Seconds Tick By Like Minutes, the DM as Brock, and me, Jim, as Marcelo, the most underrated character ever on film, who is super slim, here on The Roleplaying Hour, on Radio Adelaide 101.5 FM digital radio and online episodes 1 to 265 can be found at our WordPress site at theroleplayinghour.wordpress.com and most of the episodes since then can be found at the Radio Adelaide website itself but right now call in or write on the Facebook wall and tell us a soap opera scene we might act out this is J.G. Hertzler I hate the roleplaying hour I hate it so much that I sent an entire fleet of Vorture class heavy cruisers to blow them out of the sky and I am your son. Caron. <laughs> My name is Freddie Williams II, and I hate the role playing hour because they turned me into a juvenile delinquent. So there's actually no time for any uh, musical break there. We do want to say that if anyone wants to subscribe to Radio Adelaide, well, there's a reason you could win one of two double passes to Warm Adelaide 2015. I say could. It's definitely not guaranteed. It's a, you know, a minor chance. It's better than winning the lotto, though. Not that many people per month subscribe. And what is that? That's worth like six and a half billion pounds worth of gold bullion. A warm Adelaide ticket. It's not cheap. So if you subscribe, you get the warm, fuzzy feeling of subscribing to a community radio station and also the slight possibility of winning warm Adelaide tickets. It's $75 standard to subscribe. $40 concession. Just dial 83135000 during business hours. And... Does that satisfy you, my dark lord? Oh, Moosehead on the wall? I'm judging you. Oh, you're always judging me, Moosehead. You're always judging me. (laughs) 
Well, okay. Well, no one's called in, but that's fine because we don't have much time. Uh, I hope. How do you feel your soap opera is going, uh, Wendy? Now that you're, this is a, you've we've got your scripts. Uh, this is a script by by Wendy. I feel like it would be going well, but um, the sign sound is going terribly. The oh, sound. Oh, don't blame me. I bloody went to school for this. <laughs> Yes. Well, let's get back to the seconds tick like minutes. We can't let people wait so anxiously. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to go take a slash. This is Corin Nimick. Do you hate the role-playing hour? Not a problem. I'll get them cancelled faster than you can say synchronized swatches. Ah, <sighs> Seriously. You're still making me do this Parker Lewis shtick? You think this is funny? You guys are complete fu- This is Patricia Quinn, and I hate role-playing ours so much that I'm taking this house and going back to the planet transsexual in the galaxy of Transylvania. Come on, Riff. Shift it. DM. Nancy, you're here. I got your letter. I know I could have just walked across the room and asked to talk to you in private, but you deserved something a little more deliberate. So I wrote you this letter instead. I read it. I know it was a little brief, and if you want to see more little briefs, you can come back to my room later. You wrote, One pain is cured by another. Catch some new infection in your eye, and the poison of the old one would die. DM. Shakespeare. Well, close. Close to Shakespeare. Yeah. Jim, show me this fantastic adaptation of Romeo and Juliet. Everyone is rappers in the streets of Detroit, see? And Juliet shoots herself. And man, I cried so much, but... Hey, DM. Hey, Nancy Poo. What's this? One pain is cured by another. Catch some new infection in your eye and the poison of the old one would die. It's a private note the DM wrote me. Have you got arthritis again, DM? Oh, no. Do you have that guinea worms again? You know, you also have the look of someone who is suffering from several STIs, which is funny for someone who never has sex. Do you get it from gym sheets? I think he's the only one who's had sex in the house for the last year. His semen is strong, I tell you. If the cops use one of those UV light majiggy things in here, it would be like a Jack the Ripper murder house with sperm. And you know, DM, the next time you tape over my Geordie Shaw episodes with your weird Asian may-nay-may cartoon stuff, I wouldn't worry about shooting yourself because you will die. He was reciting Shakespeare. Oh. Why don't you ever write me poetry? I really don't know. Anyway, I'll leave you to it. I need to finish my final touches of the last episode. I suddenly got ideas because I had this creative mind you just wouldn't understand. I should get going now too. I still have to go over our scenes. Good night. Of course, of course, yes, of course. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow at our wedding. Not a, not our actual wedding, of course. Uh, the the characters, the script, the script we're reading from. I don't find you attractive at all. I wouldn't, I wouldn't actually marry you. I mean, a one night stand, maybe. You kind of remind me of one of those stilted black and white photos of like a Victorian matriarch. You know how 
you know how women back then they always look kind of horsey because they probably back then they probably didn't have good dental care but she's gone we really need a light in this basement what how did i put on two kilos since last night could it have been orange juice gym no thanks i'm trying to cut back on sugar there is no I better not risk it. Okay, I'll just pour it down the sea. No, don't waste it. No, Marcelo can't be fat for the big wedding finale. Maybe if I force myself to pee. Not enough pee. What if I... No, I... I couldn't. Could I? Jim! Where are you? We need everyone in their places in five. Just a minute. Ready. I can't believe we are here now. The final scene of seconds tick by like minutes. I'm so thankful for all your help, although you all have complained an awful lot and very few of you have said how thankful you are to me. I am more prepared for this scene now. I've got my iPhone 6 on the TV stand and my iPad on the coffee table. I've already tested the angles and it looks great. But let's try and power through the scene without stopping because the brakes, it will just make it harder to edit on my iPhone. All right, positions, please. Lights, camera, action. Everything prepared for tonight. I've got a horse we can use to crash the wedding just seconds before she says the do in I do. <laughs> she will be so surprised when we show up uninvited. I already checked. All the guests are standing up, so we will blend in as long as the horse is short. <laughs> Horse has arrived. Seconds tick by like minutes. Lydia! Brock! It's bad luck to see the bride before the wedding. That's just an old wives' tale. This is where we met, which I guess isn't that strange, considering we've only been in, like, three different settings since we met. It is. I remember when I saw you across from this table. And what was it you said? Hello? Yes! Let's go. 
We are gathered here today to witness the coming together in holy matrimony of Brocksmith and Lydia Jones. Brock, do you take this woman to have and to hold until death do you part? I do. And do you, Lydia, take Brock in the same way also with the death and the parting? There isn't going to be a wedding today! No! And why not? Because... Because apparently we didn't get that far in the script. It's true! I'm pregnant! Oh really? Again? That's great. Yes! But no! Because... Because... It is mine! Line, um, um, how? I think they, they really didn't get that far in the script. How? Uh, oh, how? Um, it is true! I shall tell the story for all the audience here witnessing the wedding. After I knew you and Lydia had some fresh intercourse, I had some fresh intercourse myself with Marcelo, and then I pumped. Marcello's semen from myself and reinserted it into Lydia somehow. Probably after I told her to look away because I claimed there was a blimp or something. Yes! That sounds like a possible plot twist. No! Yes! No! We also have another guest for you. Ian? Yes! We would have had Ian, the character that had been written so deeply into the plot appear, but we forgot to cast this crucial part with an actual actor, so the audience would just have to use their imagination. He's over there in the crowd. And he is not happy, I assure you. If you could see his face, you would know. Also, Lydia, you're dying. I can tell because I'm your twin and I'm also dying. Maybe in six months or six seconds, but you won't know. Is this true? Every word of it. Well, if that's the case, when you die, I die. What is that in his... Hands! Brock, what are you doing? If we can't be together alive, we shall be together died. With this poison, I shall meet you in heaven. No! Damn, I was hoping he was going to shoot himself like Juliet. Ian, I can see you are all amused by this. How can you be amused by this? Don't you look at me like that, Ian. <laughs> Fool, you weren't going to die. I whited out the doctor's papers and wrote months instead of years. No, but did you show me the doctor's papers? I didn't! Wait! Here are the doctor's papers. Great! We'll edit that in somewhere.
Oh my gosh, it's always time to submit the series to the art school. No time to edit. Wendy, that was amazing. I know, Jim. I know. We actually look good. Even the scenes where you could only see our knees for the majority of the time. It seemed like we took an indie approach to soap operas. None of it was even filmed in order, but what do they call it? A groundbreaking spin on the modern-day soap opera, which could change the way we view television forever. Hi, guys. Nancy, your bags are packed. Anyway, I'm going over there now. Yeah, me too. Wait, want to play FIFA? No. So that's it. That's the end of Lydia and Brock, and I was really getting attached to that Brock character too. Playing him week after week. Couldn't really tell the difference between him and me anymore, or me and you, or me and you and her, or me and you and him and her and us and them. DM. There was never any Lydia and Brock. I just needed to make you feel like I liked you so you could be comfortable on screen. And we pulled it off. Oh, but did you like that letter I wrote? To be fair, you never really ever mentioned it again. And, you know, and then we just got to sort of interrupt it and then you left while I was still speaking and... I'll see you around, DM. I'm just uploading my music onto my iPod. Jim wouldn't play FIFA with me. Bye. <laughs> Lydia. What a crazy couple of weeks. Hey, guys. Jim still thinks he's ugly. I've lost 15 kilos and I look pretty, right? Your hair is kind of starting to fall out. The internet says that's just Ross River virus. No idea where I got it, but I'll be over there quickly, right? Right? And then the end. <laughs> He fell in love. <laughs> but it wasn't love, not really. She didn't love me. It was all a game to her actors. I hate actors. They're the scum of the earth. Puppets. No talent. <laughs> That's it. That's it. What's in the cupboard? <laughs> poison, poison, knife, poison. Damn it. You're lucky we have no gun or I would have killed myself like Juliet. Tragedy just follows that Nancy woman around. Wendy, you never even told us if you got into the Arty Art School of the Arts yet. I don't even know myself. The letter has been sitting on the kitchen table for almost two days now. So are you going to open it? You know what? I've had such a great journey, and I don't just mean doing this soap opera, but living with you guys and all the adventures we've had together. I don't need a piece of paper to tell me I'm awesome. Getting in would just be the icing on the cake. Yes, but are you going to open it? Nah. Seriously? Fine. <clears throat> Dear Wendy, we thought your film was great, but you are so far beyond anything we can teach you here that we couldn't possibly condescend by offering you a position at our academy. Huh. We were very impressed by that Ian person in your soap opera, though. Very mysterious and compelling. We'd like to offer him a place in our acting school. Could you please pass this letter on to him? 